Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone. So this is our bonus call. And today I'm, we're here to talk about the shadow effect, answer any questions that anybody might have about any of the trainings we have done, anything about the program, um, anything under the sun that you'd like to ask me, this is, this is your time. So we are here. So you can, if you want to type questions, go right ahead. If there's anything, any comment or anything that you have noticed, I know that some people try to get the audio for the, the book, The Shadow Effect. Um, so I, <laughs> I tried. I have to apologize for that because um, I did put the audio, and honestly, I couldn't get it to work either. And on the, I know that I, was the, I wasn't the only one that did that. So uh, what I do want to say is that the intention of this call is to really hold space for all of you, answer any questions that you may have so far about the program or anything that is coming up for you. Um, and I do want to mention uh, the book because what I have noticed is that it has brought a lot of awareness and major insights, and it has allowed me to completely transform my energy, to be more open to receive, to be more understanding of myself and people around me, and to especially be able to notice the patterns that I have and where do they come from, right? So that... That has been really, really major for me. That's what I was inviting all of you to to really listen, you know, either listen to the audios, watch the movie, or read the book, The Shadow Effect. I have noticed that it's, it's a very powerful, it's very, it can be a little controversial, a little intense, but I'm very curious. So this is going to be mostly for you answering questions. I'm going to have a couple of things that I want to share with you of how I use the information for myself and when I work with clients because I know that most of us are practitioners in some sort of uh, one way or another. But this is going to be about you and questions. Right now, everybody is unmuted, and anybody that has a question or a comment, I'm more than happy. So this this uh, call is going to be as short or as long as it needs to be based on um, what information you want from me or any concerns that you may have. And I know that there's a few of us here. Nikki, I know that you're typing as well as uh, there's a couple of other people. Wonderful. Um, so, yes, through typing is that we're going to get, um, and I, I'm going to get your, your answers or comments. Um, and she just posted something. It says, in your experience, how has the shadow manifested in your growth as an entrepreneur, and how do you handle it when it manifests itself? Fabulous questions, and actually, that I'm so happy that you asked that because that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. That's you know, it's almost like we coordinated this, Nikki. Thank you. So it has manifested in a variety of ways. So the most important thing, and I will have another call, most likely. I don't think I'm going to cover it today. Um, about the profiles, the soul profiles by Reese Thomas have been and super enlightening. Um, information and piece of, of my coaching in my coaching practice, understanding who I am. And every, every uh, profile has a shadow. But in, individually, what I have noticed is that in my growth, the number one thing that the shadow has manifested as is that whenever I take, uh, I up-level, I take a big step towards something, it always will happen that something will come up to create either battle or, you know, with myself or with others 
or some sort of some event will come into my into my life that is going to interfere with me taking that step, or it's going to um, it's going to really impact how I'm feeling. Not not necessarily how I act or how I can deliver, but especially how I'm feeling. So I'm going to give you an example that happened actually last month when I was presenting at a spring energy event. And I'll share these with you. This is extremely open for me and, and very vulnerable. But I was there, and this is a really wonderful community of EFT practitioners and people that are you know, devoted and uh, really love EFT or any, actually, energy uh, psychology and different techniques. It's not just, for, uh, it's not just EFT. Um, but what I noticed is that the moment that I arrived, I just felt like a fish out of water, okay? It's just like I, I did say hi to quite a few people that recognized me. I presented a couple of years ago. I went last year because my husband was presenting. So I was there, and this was not my first time. This was the third time I was there. It's my local community, quite a few people that I knew. And there's about 100 people there, um, probably, you know, just like give or take, just something that around, around that number. But all of a sudden I felt, in, like so powerfully like a fish out of water. I felt like I didn't belong there. I actually wanted to leave. I, I just wanted to leave. And my solar plexus was shrinking. Um, and yes, the emotion was fear. I'm like, I don't want to be here. This is not a safe place. But that's how it manifested is that I, you know, the shadow is what I was projecting onto others, right? So I, what I was projecting onto others was that they were judging me. And, and I was like, where the heck is this coming from? So that is the growth part is that now I learn to know that there's something going on. And I ask myself, what is going on here? And my husband was there, who's everybody, or most everybody knows. He's an awesome coach as well. And I said, you know what? I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I'm getting, I'm just really wanting to like run. I'm just going <laughs> to get away from here. And, as, as, you know, I started tapping. And just voicing, voicing the shadow. These people, you know, these people are like this way, that way. I don't like them. They're not nice. They're not open. They're... And I started tapping and tapping and tapping. And then I stopped tapping because I started yelling. Now that something was changing, I asked myself, what is going on here? I followed a little bit of the roar that I share with you because when I tap by myself, I use it a lot. So I was ranting first, and then I was, I was like, what if I'm open to something you know, to something, to identifying something that really has to do with this. What came up is something that I had rarely worked on. As a young child, because I had to defend my family a lot from my dad, who was a pretty intense bully, um, I was kind of, I, I turned into a little warrior. I was a little warrior girl. And I wasn't mean by any stretch of the imagination. I never, you know, looked for trouble. But I was, you know, my energy was kind of closed and defended because the world was not a safe place for me. And it took me a while to understand that. But what happened was that at school, the kids didn't want to actually play with me. And that was so painful. I cannot even tell you. I felt literally ostracized. And it's interesting. I can feel it still in my throat a little bit. Um, So I'm going to tap. And if anybody in any way feels that in... In any point in their lives, they have felt judged, rejected, abandoned, or in any way um, felt like they haven't belonged. I'm going to invite you to tap, start tapping with me right now, which is exactly what I'm doing. You may even feel it on the phone. 
what actually I learned was that these groups, for whatever reason, was really bringing up that part of me that was still not totally healed. This part of me that felt just rejected and abandoned, and I really didn't have the tools to understand as a six- and seven-year-old what was going on. So that's how I used it was that I, I started tapping, bringing awareness, and picturing myself in that situation when I, was, when I was a little girl. I connected with that little girl. All of you have individual sessions with me. So um, we can work on these if this is something that comes up or any way that you're noticing your shadow. But the gift was incredible because I'll tell you what happened. I, this, we arrived on Friday. All of these feelings, I mean, I just feel like I walked into an energetic wall. And this has, you know, and, and my husband was telling me, this is really something going on inside, you know, within you because people are being friendly. People are honestly being friendly. And I couldn't perceive it. See, I was totally projecting this shadow, this hard, this defended part of me onto these people. So I couldn't really receive them. I was in a defended place. And on Saturday afternoon at 4.30, I was giving my presentation. Believe me, I wanted nothing to do with giving these people my most vulnerable, wonderful presentation and I felt that I had worked for and, you know, it was very, whatever. it ended up being wonderful. But So Saturday during the day, I took time. I participated to, to the degree that I could, but I took time to tap, to spend time by myself, to journal, and to actually have a session, I had a mini session with someone to really clear part of this trauma. So when I got up onto that stage and gave my presentation, I was open, I was vulnerable, and I was giving my best. It completely shifted the energy to a degree. And I mean, I'm, I'm still getting, you know, goosebumps out of these. Sunday morning. I had people not only approach me and being incredibly grateful for my presentation and they share how it impacted them through, you know, Saturday evening and Sunday morning, but Sunday morning two things happened that to me were absolute miracles coming from where I started. And it was that two groups of women, I've always, I've recently been saying I, I want more women and more female energy in my life and I love women's groups. Two, groups, two separate groups of women invited me to participate in the women's group. Um, one, they're having little retreats throughout the summer, one in Vermont, one in the Cape. And I was like, I was so thrilled, grateful, and feeling completely transformed because something in me was healed to the degree that I could actually open myself to receive it. So that's exactly how I work it. The other piece that I noticed is that as an, an entrepreneur in particular, Nikki, we are constantly stepping up because I believe that my path is about growth and development and I cannot guide or lead anybody, which is my, you know, I, 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 I strive to uh, inspire by my example and uh, my experience and my journey. And the only way for me to do that is to share with you the things that happened for me, like this experience, and to let you know that also, as an entrepreneur, I would say 
in the beginning it was at least once a week. And now I would say maybe it's once a month or once every other month that I have this moment of like despair and I go into like, this is not working. I don't want to do this anymore. Forget it. I, you know, whatever, whatever is going on at the time. Like my computer doesn't work or I have a challenging session with a client or I don't know how to deal with uh, technology, whatever it might be. Something comes up that I'm like, I cannot do this alone. I'm just going to get a job. Forget it. I'm, I, I always have this fantasy that I'm going to open a frozen yoga franchise. And I think I probably missed it, the vote with that one. But anyway, that's, that's what comes up for me. So I really hope that that helps. And the most important piece is to really tap, to really do the tapping on your own. Call, you know, call your tapping buddy, your power partner. Um, call me and have a, get a session. And really just just stop. The first thing that I would recommend is like stop, tap, and think. Think and sense. What if these just open up to the possibility? What if there's a gift in this event, in this intensity, in this discomfort? So I hope that that answers your questions. And if there's any comment or anything else, uh, feel free to let me know what um, what comes up or what may uh, resonate. And I'm going to unmute you again. I'm curious if um, anybody has been looking at the book or have any other questions about it. Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Wonderful. Did you have? Are you familiar with the book? Have you uh, looked at the um, the movie or anything at all? I read the book last Thanksgiving week, and then I watched the movie yesterday. And what is? What are your comments or any anything that has bubbled up for you? Well, a lot of stuff bubbled up for me. Uh, you know. Most of it wrapped around my past, you know, my recent past relationships. So, um, you know, kind of like, you know, I have, you know, my 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 big my big shout out for me is, you know, anger. Yeah. And, and what? Uh, go ahead, go ahead, because I would love to hear how do you, dis- you know, how do you di- you discover that. And what is it that you do to understand it better, which I think is the most important piece? Well, um, so that's been part of the problem, you know. Um, every time I'm around somebody or whatever, I mean, my my anger is just I just I'll get loud, I'll get animated, you know, and I'll you know I'll kind of storm off and be by myself or you know whatever that might be. I'm not I'm not violent. I'm not uh, you know. I'm not calling people names. I'm not, you know, doing anything like that. But, but I've had to shut it down because um, I can't, uh, you know, I, I can't uh, seemingly let it out uh, with people around me. And so when it does come out, it just comes out, you know, you know, you know, kind of uh, forcefully, making me look like a fool. You know, me doing things, you know, that I regret. And then it, um, you know, it just kind of spirals, you know, it spirals from there because then I ultimately get that thrown back in my face again um, at a later date for whatever whatever situation that might come up with. And as I was watching the movie, you know, I realized that that was a big problem with my past relationship because, you know, I was specifically told that I could not be angry around her. And so, 
that completely, you know, changed uh, how I interacted or how I reacted. Or I, I, I just had to put everything, you know, put everything in, and um, and uh, just kind of jam it down, which ultimately let you know put me in a situation where I was just so ultimately frustrated that I just you know, packed up and left. That was, you know, that was the end of it. Right. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, see, one of the things that I have noticed, and I, I want to, um, I would like to to make a comment if that's okay, um, Bob, because what I what I have noticed that I I was looking at the movie again this past weekend, and I noticed one piece that I thought was really crucial. Um, it was talking about the birth of the shadow, right? And the birth of the shadow being that there's a moment in, in our lives as a, as a child, as a very young child. Sometimes we remember, sometimes we can guess what it might have been. But the shadow was born when somehow we get the feedback that who we are or what, you know, we interpret either who we are or what we're doing is not okay. And there's a judgment, and that in itself is like, especially if that judgment or that comment feels unfair to us, then it would really switch into this unfairness, which I think happens a lot, and I'm curious if that happened for you, Bob, where that unfairness turns into like this, almost like it's, it ignites a, a fire within in our belly that it it becomes anger and it becomes a way of defending ourselves. So what actually ends up taking place is that we we actually have to hold that anger. It's not okay, like you said, right? For a lot of people, anger is not okay to be expressed. So we hold it or we try to manage it or we try to avoid it. We deny it until we explore. And that is why there's good answer, anger sorry, versus bad anger. And that is another piece that has taken me quite a while to get in, which was how to be able to communicate frustration, which is, of course, in the, you know, there's five basic emotions, really, and there's a bunch of, um, you know, grace, you know, like within the scale. But basically, there's sad, glad, mad, shame, and fear. Those are the five emotions. Sad, mad, glad, you know, sad, mad, glad, which is happiness, you know, shame or fear. Those are the five basic emotions, and from there everything goes. So if we talk about the emotion of anger, what I have noticed is that if something happens that isn't fair or somebody crosses a boundary, something does something that I do not like, what the growing the growing space for me has been, because anger was my, it, it still is my first emotion, um, my first line of defense, um, I had to recognize it early enough so I could communicate calmly and clearly what was not working for me so I didn't have to go into anger in that way. I was using anger in a positive way instead of the exploding way, which is out of proportion. It makes no sense. And the other piece is that usually what happens is that when we are angry at somebody, then what takes place is that they don't listen to us because it's, it's this intensity coming at them. If you think about it, when somebody's angry at us, we just kind of shut down. It's like, okay, too much. I'm just you know, not even listening to the words anymore. Um, so being able to express anger is incredibly powerful. 
when done in the right way. My um, my recommendation with people like you and people like me, and I work with a lot of people like like us, Bob, because I guess uh, they resonate with who I am, and it makes a lot of sense. Is to really let go of all the accumulated anger. And the first thing is like find a punching bag, grab a pillow, do tons of runs and tapping, you know, like until you're just like your your voice is like coarse because you've been screaming and get it out of your system. It has to be let out of your system so you are not reacting from the past or from your you know, the history that you had in your in your life. You know, they said that in every relationship, when we get triggered, it's the same, is the iceberg effect. Like 10% has to do with the event, the current event, the present, and 90% is historical. So it's so huge to be able to release that historical piece. And um, and I would love to do that uh, with you, Bob, to be able to really invite that anger that is there, that has a right to be there. That's the other piece that I want to share with everybody. Anger is really a good feeling. It allows us to know when something is not working for us. The only thing that is a problem is when we're actually not communicating it on time. So that's, that's the only issue with anger. And I'm going to um, be quiet for a moment. Does anybody have a comment? Does this make sense, Bob? Do you have a comment or a question about it? Uh, no, it makes perfect sense. I was, okay. I was also... I would, and in this circumstance, I was also expressing myself, just seemingly going unheard, which then just made it accumulate even more because here I am dealing with it, doing what I'm supposed to be doing, yeah. and then not getting the response, you know, a response that uh, at least allowed it to be heard. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing you're doing everything right. It's just a little challenging when we're with someone that cannot tolerate any level of anger at all. That's very hard because then you cannot really express yourself with any level of intensity, right? It's like, yeah, it's, sometimes we do find those people, and uh, and it's very important to be able to to understand that there's a there's a limit to how much we can actually do for changing the other person. Actually, there's, there's actually, it's almost like no, right? Um, we can just impact the connection by changing the way that we act. But if you try to suppress your anger, that's not going to work because it's really going to come out at some point, right? Yeah, sure does. Yeah. But that's the key. And um, sorry, I want to I notice that Nikki was saying that uh, she said, thank you so much for your honesty. I think you're on the line, Nikki. Would you like to say it or instead of me reading it, are you here with us? Hi. Yeah, I am. Um, actually, as soon as um, Bob started talking, I wanted to uh, get on the line just because the topic about anger um, really resonates with me as well. Because um, I, I felt the same way when I was growing up. Um, we weren't allowed to express our anger, anger in the family. And so I found that it would just feel like it was imploding inside of me. And as I grew up, and I started learning how to drive and stuff. I had like massive road rage, I like a completely different person. And I'm like, oh my god, I get out of the car, I get home, like, what the hell was that? Like, what is happening to me? And I realized that, like, I started seeing a psychiatrist, and he did the pillow stuff, the punching the pillow, and I thought, 
this is such bullshit. Like, I hate this, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at the same time, it felt like such a relief to finally be able to, I mean, I, didn't, I wasn't in the context of feeling the anger like I would be in an actual situation that would bring it up. But it felt like a safe environment where it was, hey, you know what? Anger is totally normal and you're allowed to express it. You know, like the fact that somebody would say to you it's not okay to express your anger yeah. It's actually not okay to put, impose that on somebody. And I would suggest that's totally about her and not about mm-hmm. Bob. But, you know, she's uncomfortable with anger herself and didn't know yeah. how to handle it because it made her uncomfortable. But what I've done with the EFT, with you and with another practitioner that I'm working with, is to go to back to those root causes that where I felt like I wasn't allowed to express my anger and had justified anger on for things that happened to me and now i find when i do feel anger it's really fast it just moves right through and it's done um so it's it's actually a real blessing so i don't know if that's helpful in any way but i just wanted to to say thank you so much nikki it's extremely helpful because see this is the part that the book and the you know the shadow effect is talking about uh, and I fully agree that, um, you know, with Bob's relationship, if she couldn't take any anger, it was mostly about her. Uh, actually, it was all about her. And uh, and it's really it's really hard to be in a relationship with someone that cannot do that at all um, because, yeah, you have to shut down a part of you like you did, Nikki, when you were growing up. And that's really damaging. It really is damaging not even not being able to express feelings, period. I mean, anger is one but there's people that are not allowed to express sadness. I have clients who, you know, they felt sad and that was not okay. They had to go to their room until they felt, you know, they felt better, that they felt happy. Uh, it was not okay to be sad, which is also extremely normal. It's part of life. And the key component with these is that if at any point um, we don't feel like we can express our feelings or feel our feelings and we shut them down, what that is going to cause is that it's going to make a bigger shadow on one hand. We're going to be more defended. Things are going to start accumulating. And worse than that is that it starts shutting down our lower chakras, especially our second chakra, which is where we hold our life source, our life energy. And when we when that happens, it's almost impossible to actually be charismatic, be engaging, be you know connect with people in a genuine way, we get disconnected from we get disconnected from our true source. We get disconnected from what is it that is our true desires, our needs, and wants. And when we disconnect in that way, we cannot be fully present. You know, like Nikki, you were saying that my story was very honest and vulnerable. Absolutely, and I actually, on Sunday, I have to tell you that I shared it on stage. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was another practitioner there, and I shared it on stage, and it felt so powerful. Later, a few people came to me and said, you know what, which is true, when you're presenting as as an expert on a stage, people see you as that you're, you know, you're like, you have reached a level of, uh, I don't know, what it might be, development or whatnot, um, and there's a separateness that comes from that. So by me coming onto the stage with this other practitioner as her, um, well, as her demo, 
and see, and saying, you know, this is what happened for me and this was a transformation and here I am and I did a little bit of the process, it was incredibly powerful for so many people. They came to me afterwards and they said, oh, my God, I had no idea. That you, you know, I had no idea that you still keep working on things. And I'm like, I'm going to keep on working until I cross over, you know, and I don't know, maybe beyond. But um, it makes a huge difference because we are here to help each other and accompany each other. And that's why I call these our journey together, right? Yeah, so. because all of those emotions are so normal. And when somebody who um, has come to the level of um, business uh, expertise that you have or you're speaking on stage, I mean, that's like one of the biggest fears that people have is public speaking. And there you are. and But at the same time, expressing your own vulnerability, it's a form of connection that says, hey, I'm just like you. I'm just working yeah. on myself. You know, you can do that yeah. too. Yes. And it makes it, it makes it human, it establishes a connection and trust, and not only that, but it makes a huge impact, because the one thing about the shadow that I want to mention that is very connected to what you wrote, Nikki, about that you go in and out of putting yourself out there into the mm-hmm. world as an entrepreneur, is that the one key component that is really huge is that if at any point you feel like you have something to hide, then it's going to show. It's going to show in your energy. It's going to show in the way that you compose yourself. And you're going to want to create distance because you're concerned that it, somebody could find out whatever secret it is. So, like, now, um, yeah, how, would you, how do you find out what that is? Because I do find that that happens every time I put myself out there in a fairly vulnerable way um, through my videos or whatever. And um, it's when I get quite a bit of feedback good feedback, right. lots of likes, lots of comments. That's when I'm like, ah, and then I basically don't put anything out there for you know, some, anywhere from a few days to weeks. And then well, I that, come back that, that makes, Right, and that makes a lot of sense because what happens is that when we become vulnerable and we realize that we're being seen and we're being received and people are grateful that we're being vulnerable in that way, it's so powerful, and at the same time, there's a part of us that gets really scared. Mm-hmm. So the the journey of the entrepreneur is actually in wait. So we're going to be out, and we're going to. There's a part of us that is going to be. Oh my God! It's almost like doing a deep dive, and you just gather well, You know, you gather a lot of air, and you go deep, and you just <laughs> go there, and it's gorgeous. You know, you're in this new environment where you can just be in a different space, literally, like you're you know, looking at all these colorful fish and it looks gorgeous. And you come out for air again, which means you have to come in, retreat a little bit, gather yourself, realize that it's okay. It's okay to be vulnerable. And especially when we show our vulnerability in a way that is very useful to others, right? Like I share with you in my story. Uh, I'm not like, I was, I have to share with you, I have seen vulnerability used in a way that was slightly damaging, both mm. to the audience and the person. Mm. I, went, I went to a conference where this woman um, shared her experience. Uh, she had a very, very intense experience as a child where there was a lot of uh, intense abuse. And what I noticed that, um, that I felt was really, um, you know, it crossed the line was mm-hmm. that she, she was not, um, she did not contain and, con- and continue her story. There was a lot of healing still need- needed to be done. Mm. So there was a lot of emoting in a way that felt 
blame. And she actually did. She started blaming different people in her family. And that's where I noticed, okay, there's still some healing that needs to be done. And I, I you know, held the space in a, in, a good, in a good way, and it created a sacred space for her. But it was very challenging for some people that had a similar experience because, see, when we are still blaming, where there's still healing to be done. Yes. It's like, so that is, um, that can be, there's, there's a line to how vulnerable we can we are. And we can be as vulnerable as we want to whenever it makes sense for who we're talking to and that we do it in a way that we feel that we're contained, we get into our soapbox and we say, and this is why I'm so passionate about, you know, helping people, promoting these, uh, supporting this charity, whatever it might be that your soapbox is, from a place of of being, um, I don't want to use the word contained, but almost like um, holding yourself in a healing place and in a loving place with yourself and not expecting others to reassure you. I hope that this makes sense. Does that make sense? I think on like a call like this where we're in this small container, um, you know, if we haven't healed from certain things, it's totally safe to do that and then we can work privately with you, but if you're heading up onto stage and talking about something that you haven't fully healed from, you know, you could actually do damage to people in the audience who have suffered similar situations or... Exactly. But I wanted to say that it was Bob's vulnerability that got me on the line, so thanks, Bob. (laughs) I am so happy that you did that, Nikki. Yes, it takes a lot of courage, so congratulations. For him. And Bob, yeah, Yeah. to Bob, people as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate and takes, that. Yeah, and it takes, you know, I think that um, when being an entrepreneur and being a human that we're in the process of development, I think that, because um, I, I always feel like we're in development. We're not fully <laughs> fully developed for, I don't know, who knows. Who knows. Um, <laughs> but do you find that as you're, as you're healing yourself, like I'm really, this is what I, I'm seeing, so I hope that this has to be true, <laughs> that you get to a point where you can handle handle it like your emotional maturity has reached a level where yeah some stuff might come up like it did for you and you're able to process it you didn't leave and you still got up on stage you know and 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 could convey what had happened to you and connect with others through that story um, and then use it as a platform for for others in their healing like you do get to that point right like almost like over a hump yes of healing yes absolutely you're absolutely right. You do get, I, I have gotten over a hump. And I also want to share something that is very, very important, I think, because I feel like you, all of you have gotten through some humps. And there's always more humps to come as it is for me. So the main thing that I notice right now is that uh, first, when something happens, I really notice it, right? I mean, we all notice. I feel my feelings very intensely, so I notice it. But right away, I'm thinking, okay, what is this about? So I ask myself that question, and I'm able to almost like differentiate a little bit and witness myself um, either going into my shadow, going into defense, getting really into my poor me or my, you know, my scared self, and I start having conversations with myself. I start tapping. I do the pattern interrupts that I share with you. I ask for help and support. Um, and the other piece is that they, it goes by so much quicker, like... These a few sorry, a few years ago, the same trigger could have actually threw me for a spin that I could have been for at least a week or two weeks in this <clears throat> battle with myself, and I may have just said, you know what, 
um, you know, you're here, you present, I'll, I'll just go home. So that, yes, it is a big difference in the timing and the understanding. And in the moment, this is a piece that I want to share with all of you, in the very moment that I am in the storm, you know, until I hit the other side and the storm passes, I have a quicker time getting from where the storm starts to the eye of the storm so I can actually have a little bit of a witness point, right? You know how they say that in the eye of the storm, you, actually everything's peaceful? Mm-hmm. So per- perspective and then coming out of it is much faster. While I am in the storm, it does feel quite intense. So the intensity is still present because that's part of who I am. But I'm also understanding that as well. So that's the piece. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can ask my husband any day of the week, and he will tell you that things are <laughs> definitely better. But I still can get, <laughs> you know, for me. Let's call it that. I can, you know, there can be some dark clouds. <laughs> <laughs> That's what comes with being a passionate woman, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, I got somebody on the line that I cannot recognize the call, and it says, "Oh, can you hear me? It's Patrick." Oh, fabulous. Hi, Patrick. <laughs> Welcome. So, Thank you. I'm so glad that you're here. Tell us, yes. what, what do you think of our conversation? Well, it's it's great. It's very useful to hear. I, I think it's, you know, you've been kind of alluding to this. And for me, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I came in about seven minutes late, but um, the piece about anger for me is so much I just get angry because I'm actually scared to speak up. And so by the time I, you know, speak up, I'm angry. <laughs> so yes. I think the base is really fear. And I certainly, it was wonderful to tap on the kind of being bullied thing and, and you know, just, you know, just learning really not to speak up. Yes. And I will, I will promise it's not going to happen this week because I'm heading to Mexico. But talking about, recapping, we were talking about, um, the shadow effect and how we start projecting onto people whatever we may be, what may be going on for us, we get into defense. And particularly when it comes to anger, which is a fabulous, um, a fabulous um, emotion to to connect and to uh, get a hold of and understand more than anything, understanding ourselves. Um, and you, when you're talking, Patrick, about how fear of expression leads to holding back, not sharing and then you explode, which is exactly the good anger versus bad anger, because good mm. anger is when, when something is done to you, that it feels uncomfortable, it feels unfair, it's not okay, for whatever reason, right? Somebody causes a boundary, uh, and instead of saying, you know, that doesn't work, and we just hold it back, we actually start accumulating. And it becomes almost like a, you know, a gas tank of pressure, pressure gas, and when we release it, it just that's what is the bad anger because it just becomes it comes out in out of proportion and it's really hard to understand um for the other person to understand where you're coming from, what is going on, and they feel like the intensity is so so big compared to the event, uh, that they, they they cannot handle it. So that's mm-hmm. why it's huge to be able to to understand that fear of expression and start um, releasing all the accumulated anger in a very healthy way. That's why I definitely recommend uh, punching bags out there. They're unbelievable. Punching bags, pillows, mattresses, uh, 
screaming and tapping. You know, that's why I share with you the pattern interrupts and the roar. Um, it, it does wonders. And the car actually can be fabulous if you use it while tapping. You can use road rage to get anger out while you're tapping. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, because you know what? And, and I, I say it many times. I am a car tapper, and I feel like I'm so grateful to Bluetooth because people may not know if I'm, I'm you know, having an argument with someone or if I'm totally insane. <laughs> but, <laughs> so that's, that's really great. Yeah, but Patrick, I completely understand that sometimes the fear of expressing something, um, and what would you say is behind that, the fear that if you express, what would happen? Um, that that uh, somehow I'll be attacked, which is, you know, part of my story, you know, of, of just my past of, with my alcoholic mother. You know, she anything I would reveal that was honest, she would use against me in some way. Um, unfortunately, to foster her own demons, but I didn't know that as a kid, so <laughs> that's what I learned. Yeah. So my so that's that's really powerful. So in our individual sessions, what we could work on and very and focus very much on, like very target focus, is how to pro, you know to practice expressing everything that you're feeling and to be able to be hold, to be sorry, to be held, listened to and seen without your mom's reactivity. Mm. And to heal that, that part of you, that boy that is still uh, very much needing to express what was wrong, you know, and that it was unfair. And I know that we've done some of that, but clearly there's you know there's always more work to do when, when we have core issues like that. Um, because once we start, have you had in the recent um, in the recent past any time where something was upsetting and you were able to express it calmly? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's happening much more. I mean, um, I'm trying to think of the specific uh, time. I mean, I was, I, I've been away at a wonderful retreat and there was a time to get vulnerable where you had to get in front of the whole group uh, but you didn't have to necessarily do it, and uh, but I did do it, and uh, you know uh, that was a kind of um, moment of fear. I'm not sure it involved anger so much, but uh, it was just a moment of fear where I decided to go forward and be wonderful and be vulnerable and open with yeah. Well, that, and that, that is just, it's also expressing and being seen, which is fabulous, because then that little kid can feel like he, you know, things are starting to change. He doesn't know that you now have this ability and that you surround yourself with people that are not all like your mom, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because, see, one powerful thing about the shadow that I want to mention is that when that shadow was born, and I know that there's a couple of people that are on the line via um, computer, so I want to let you know, feel free to make a comment, like type a comment or a question, and I'll be sure to answer it. Uh, but what I want to say is that when that shadow was born with us as, a, as children, um, and, it, and it, it comes from feeling like either wronged in some way or feeling that there's an aspect of who we are that is not okay, that we just have to suppress, and therefore, mm. is like we start forming an idea about us and the world, and 
you know, it just makes sense that we're going to encounter people that we're going to, we are going to have similar patterns and similar attributes as our parents, especially the parent that actually hurt us or wounded us in some way. And that, in a way, to that inner child, to that part of us that is holding on to that, you know, to that story that is not safe, is not okay for me to express myself, it's going to serve as fuel and corroboration. So it's very important when we become aware that it's not always the case. And one of the powerful things is to understand and recognize all the instances in where you are listened to, you are heard, you are seen. And not only that, you're giving feedback, feedback by people that are saying, wow, that was, that was powerful, thank you for sharing. Uh, and you are appreciated because it starts shifting the story. I hope mm. this makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's very, very powerful. So, um, I know that some, we're at different levels. There's people that have listened to a lot of the training calls. There's people that have uh, that are just joining us or that haven't been able to listen to the calls. And it's, I have to say again, it's absolutely okay. Um, I did do the trainings all at once in the beginning. The trainings were, by the way, supposed to be... Uh, recorded on my own, but I thought it was a lot more fun to just do them live, and that's why I did that. Um, but they're really, they're for you to listen to. Um, they're, they're, uh, trainings themselves are about you know, 20 to 30 minutes long. Um, then we have you know, Q&A afterwards. But is there any, anybody has a question or a comment about anything about the process or how we're, going, how we're doing with, um, uh, with the program so far? I guess not. <laughs> um, so it sounds like um, this, this the subject of anger is really, really powerful. And I would say, I would like to ex- expand that to um, the subject of actually owning our emotions fully and being able to be all of who we are. Because when that happens is that, you know, we are a lot more, we feel whole. We feel that we can own all of our parts. We can own that shadow, and it doesn't have a negative hold in, on us. See, the shadow is where we actually have to hide certain parts of us because we are not accepting them. We somehow um, internalize the message that there were parts of us that were not okay and therefore need to be put in the shadow, need to be... Uh, hidden and avoided, and what that does is like with any you know anything that gets put aside, it's going to grow and it's going to become bigger and it's going to act in a you know in a sabotaging way. So if we are not owning our fear, it's actually going to come and bite us in the butt when we're actually wanting to do something courageous, like for example putting ourselves out there. Um. So I want to I want to really mention that it's so important to really connect with all of our all of our feelings, all of our emotions, and I, and understand where they come from. It's a beautiful journey, really, um, and sometimes it's, it's uncomfortable. I would I would definitely give that, 
It's not for the weak of heart. It's, it is uncomfortable. But at the same at the same time, I have to tell you, you also travel into places that are so beautiful. Uh, I don't know if, you, if uh, some of you saw the, the rainbow I saw yesterday coming home with this double rainbow that was a full arch. It was incredible. And uh, it felt like such a gift. And I, sh- I have to share that that's exactly how it feels. There's moments that these, like that weekend I shared with you a moment ago, coming out of that big defense and being in the shadow and being so scared that I was being judged and rejected to coming to a place where the following day I got invited and honored um, in such a beautiful way. I mean, that is exactly what happens when we choose to own all of who we are. The, the power of being vulnerable is incredible. There's so much strength in being who we are, and sometimes we don't recognize it. Um, and so my biggest recommendation, actually, and I'm open to hearing more from you, but my biggest recommendation when it comes to these is to actually start expressing how you feel um, while taking care of yourself, but you can do it in, you know, with your accountability partner. You can do it uh, with me, of course. You can do it with people that you feel safe in your life. Let's start expressing how you feel, even in like baby steps, and notice how how it, it is like having the experience of being more you, more of you in the world, because that is actually what was the most challenging the most courageous thing that I did, and this goes back to Nikki as an entrepreneur, was to really be fully myself, which was when my mentor told me that the, my success resided in being fully myself. I had to stop being anybody else, and I had to really embrace and be authentically, honestly, vulnerably myself. To me, that was like somebody telling me that I was a purple dotted elephant. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, how would that ever make sense? I tried my whole life to be, you know, uh, so many other ways. So um, it didn't work. That I I have to say, it just did not work. (laughs) And when I started being myself, things really shifted in a major way, major. So yeah, and uh, Stephen joined, as I said, um, that he's going to, he just joined, so he's going to wait and listen to previous trainings before I ask, before he asks questions. But if at any point you have any comments about what we're talking about, you're more than welcome to do so. So any other comments or questions at this time from anybody? You're all unmuted, by the way. Well, I, I do. I have one because, so I was faced, you know, because now I'm a, you know, I've, I can process my anger pretty well now. I've come around. I've been able to do that, but I wasn't able to with this particular person. So now I was in conversation with this other person that I had met, this female, and, you know, so one of the questions she asked me was, are you an angry person? Well, I'm going, well, I'm saying to myself, yes, I am, but I'm, you know, I'm, I know I'm working on that and I'm processing it well. But I was afraid to say it, so I kind of said, no, I'm not an angry person, because at that point now I'm ashamed, again, to say that I'm an angry person, because I got, you know, in such trouble for, for, you know, being an angry person with this last person. So, you know, how do you come around back to that, where you're able to kind of express yourself again? Yeah. 
Yeah, say, yes, yes, I am an angry person. But I mean, I mean, I mean, no one wants to hear that you're an angry person. So for me to be able to come up and be in my, you know, be in myself, you know, I have to yeah. say yes, I am an angry person. But then it's like, okay, now people are going to look at you and then walk away because they don't know what that means. So you know what I what my answer would be, Bob. First of all, it's a really it's a it's an odd question. Are you an angry person? But if somebody asked me. Because, you know, one of the things that could happen is that maybe I'm somewhere and I'm expressing frustration and somebody may come, right, and say, are you an angry person? And I would say, in this very moment, if that's the case, right, I am an angry person. But I can also be a happy person. I can be a sad person. I can be, uh, you know, I can be a super happy person. I, I have a wide range of emotions. And anger is one of the emotions that I experience. Now, do I identify myself as being an angry person? No, not anymore. I used to. I think that I used to a lot more, yes. But um, probably more as a, as a, I would say, yeah, my, as, as a teenager. But, uh, and a young, and a young, definitely a young kid. But an angry person, see, you're already putting, giving somebody a label. Nobody likes labels. And it's like, are you an angry person? But you're also a sad person. You're also a happy person. Right. You know, it's like there's so many emotions that we hold, and it's a much deeper conversation. But if somebody's really scared that you're going to express anger, that's another way that you could say, look, um, I actually do get angry. I'm not an angry person as much as I am a happy person and a sad person. And, you know, sometimes I experience a wide range of feelings. Um but the key is, like, I don't really, um, well, how are, you know, are you concerned about anger? Is that something that you don't own for yourself? Can I just, um, can I just interrupt for one second? Laura? Yes. This is, yeah. this is Patrick. I have to leave, but I would love, Nikki, I, I saw your profile on the website, but I'm wondering who you are, the, the man who is just speaking. Oh, Bob, Bob. Bob. Well, I have to go because I have an appointment right at 12, but uh, Bob, just thank you for sharing, and I've really appreciated all your comments, and I have to go. Okay. So, so Thanks thank for being here, much. Patrick. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice to meet you. Thanks, Patrick. Nice to meet you. We'll all right. to our Facebook page. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. Yeah, does that, so does that make sense to everybody? Like how, if somebody's asking that question, it's like, first of all, it's really... I would be curious where they're coming from. Are they concerned well, about? It? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I think I think she's coming from because she's getting out of a relationship with an angry person. So I think that's like mm. on her forefront of her mind. But for me, it becomes a vulnerability issue because because you know I was I I was you know I went there with this person and I opened it up and I let it go and then I paid the price for it. So now it's like mm. I don't want to go there again. You know, right. with with the yes. next person that's going to ask me that question. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I think it's part of a of a bigger conversation. And is it true, Bob, that you are you can be a sad person, and you can be a very happy person, and you can also be you know like there's there's other emotions. So, well, of course, yes, absolutely. Uh, anger is prob- anger's probably the least of. You know, the least of it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It is extremely powerful, I find, to be able to express anger in a very, um, I want to call it in a positive way, which means in a positive and safe way. 
um, I would say the majority of the people have either um, anger or repressed anger in their in their bodies in their nervous system that is drastically affecting their lives, interfering and sabotaging uh, with their progress and with their success at any, in any way at any level. And I find that it's incredibly powerful to use. Um, physical, if that works for you, if you want to punch while you exercise using arms and kicking, literally kicking. I, I had a client who had been um, abused as a tiny baby. I mean, he was, I think he was something like 10 months old. And we did an exercise where he was actually on his back kicking and ki- kicking and, and, and punching uh, at the air. You know, it wasn't, but as he was voicing everything that he was letting it out. And, of course, tapping through it and allowing it to just run through your system because, see, anger is such a taboo, it's such a no-no emotion. Uh, because of all the potential uh, dangers of it, that we don't know how to work with it. But it's an emotion that if we don't own it, then we don't have the fuel to really accomplish what we want. Because the other side of anger is courage, is passion, is you know being alive is charisma, so it's it's like the when we actually have an understanding of uh, how anger works and we are friends, we become friends with our with our anger, and we really let go and release the historic anger, then we can just use it as fuel. That is that's incredibly incredibly powerful, I think. So. Yeah. Wow. This this was a really good one. Wonderful. I don't even know if I have to make the videos. I probably will make them anyway, so we can tap together uh, on the what the good anger versus bad anger, uh, which are really great and inspired on my husband. He has he has uh, a couple of videos on that. Um, any other questions or comments? This this is really a powerful and uh, and wonderful subject. Um. It doesn't really bug me too much, but a little bit that it's called good anger and bad anger. I I hate that when, you know, that there's a label of if somebody's feeling that quote-unquote bad anger, that then that means they're a bad person, you know? It kind of, um, I just think that it's constructive and maybe not as constructive. Um, but that but we, quote-unquote yeah. bad anger, if someone could, you know, be tapping while they're feeling that, that's what I love about tapping is that you're allowed to be exactly who you are in that moment. And if you're feeling super angry about something like somebody saying, are you a, a angry person or you're not allowed to express your anger when you're with me, you know, that would make me feel even more angry. <laughs> it's just going to compound Absolutely. it. Right? Yeah. So and, and the reason tap on you're, it while you're, you're feeling, you know. Right. Absolutely. And you're right, Nikki, the, the, you know, the labeling of the anger, the reason that I'm saying that is just a simple way. We can call it more positive versus negative or productive versus non-productive. That would be actually more accurate, productive versus non-productive, because, see, the reason productive anger is when we're using it as courage to express something that we want or we need or something that is upsetting us. And that is really productive. It's being proactive. The, the, what I call the bad for short, bad anger, is it reactive, which means that it's just something that you're exploding and you have been accumulated. It is out of proportion and it's not useful. Uh, you're being maybe blaming, shameful, you know, shaming um, of others. So it's not about you expressing it, 
but you know, putting it on somebody else. Does that make yeah, sense? So it's yeah. like it's becoming something that is actually reacting instead of proactive. You can actually, I, I can scream my head off and just voice exactly what is going on for me and, and, be, and still be good anger. You know, I could say very strongly and powerful, this is not okay with me. This is totally messed up. And what you just did hurt me so much that I'm furious. Now that is still good anger because mm-hmm. I'm still stating very clearly, and I usually do that while I'm tapping, but I'm stating very clearly what is going on for me. I am not putting it on somebody else. I am not reacting and blaming and shaming, which I think that is a kind of anger that could be hurtful to somebody else, and it's not um, not leading to any understanding. It's not leading to becoming um, to bringing clarity or connection. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I think that um, what where I'm coming from more is what if he's you know if, if I'm talking about Bob, I'll talk about myself. Say I'm feeling. Yeah. That, that anger towards somebody else, it's super productive for me if I have the awareness, a little space in there to know that and head off and go to my room and tap the crap out of that shit. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, and that's what I do many times. Especially working with yeah. you or another uh, qualified practitioner, you know, to be able to uh, get to the root of that, to know yes. where the root cause of that, um, you know, unexpressed anger came from because at least in my experience, sometimes it, it comes from uh, the deeper feeling of, of sadness. Yes, um, exactly. You know, the anger the seems to be yes, almost like a cover. of the sadness, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I want to read what Stephen said, because he said, I like this quote, There's a, there is in fact a gray area as to how to express your anger. What I get from uh, this quote is that you let out your anger on a punching bag or other, and then you approach the person and have a non-angry conversation. Um, about the subject, which is the cause of the anger. Absolutely, because, see, so there's two pieces with anger. There's addressing what is going on today. Somebody did something that is upsetting us and we want to communicate it. If we have, um, if we have accumulated anger, then 10%, like the, right, like the iceberg, 10% is going to have to do with the current situation. 90% of that anger is historical. The idea is I would highly recommend with a practitioner that you release the historical anger. So when something happens in the present, even if it's extremely intense, yeah, when I feel extremely intensely, I go into my space, I go into my, you know, wherever I go, and I take care of myself. I just, like, tap the hell out of it, just like you said, until I'm like, okay, now I have an understanding of what boundary was crossed and what really made me so angry. So I can come and can reconnect and say, you know what? I need to tell you that something really hurt me. I'm really angry about it. I'm really angry when you said or when you did blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm owning what is happening, you know, and when, and I notice, it's like, you know, on the scale, it's like, okay, this is a time where I need to, I need to retreat. You know, a little bit like, you know, the puffer fish <laughs> that it just comes out and it's like, okay, now I'm retreating. I'm like, I need to be on my own. I need to understand what's going on, how much of this is historical, and what is it that I need to express at this moment regarding the issue that is going on. And it's always fabulous to express as close as possible to the event so you're not holding on to more. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's very powerful. It's a very, very powerful emotion. And I think that by moving that, um, Stephen, thanks, thanks for your input. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really it's really huge actually. When when we understand we're compassionate with ourselves and we're really curious. And curiosity is what I absolutely love and what I actually got me into this line of work is that I'm so curious about myself and others. And then like you were saying, Nikki, understanding where this is coming from and healing the root cause, it's major because then everything shifts. Everything starts shifting. It's not as heavy and as loaded, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So, because you don't always get to have a conversation with that person because usually it's, you know, when you're quite young or, you know, during those first 10 years of your life, that person might not even be around or you're not in conversation with them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that is when it's so huge to do that healing that needs to happen. So you actually have that conversation, even if it's not with the actual person. And that's what you can do with a practitioner, mm-hmm. you know. So, but yeah, that's fabulous. Wonderful. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to end the call unless there's any pressing comments, but I'm more than happy uh, to go to Facebook and answer any questions or comments that you may have. I actually encourage you to notice what comes up throughout today and in these days and to, um, to really post your, um, your response. And if you notice any changes in how you are connecting with your feelings, especially your anger throughout this week. Okay? Awesome. Wonderful. Okay. And are we connecting? Yeah. Anything else? Nope. Okay. <laughs> so wonderful to have you all here. And um, you won't hear from me uh, this week because I'm traveling. I'm going to be in Mexico. You'll probably see some posts from me. But um, feel free to uh, reach out to me. Facebook, I'm always checking in. So um, I send you a huge hug and just embrace all of your feelings and embrace that angry little monster that is kicking and screaming because wants to have his and her needs met and has a total right and is very deserving. So big hug to all and uh, we'll be in touch. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye.